Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Your brain needs support, and new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L theanine, and caffeine, Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at Ollie.com. That's O L L Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Happy 2022, everyone. Yes, 2022. Sounds weird, feels weird, yet here we are. So let's embrace it. Welcome back to Doing It at Home. I'm Sarah. We're so thrilled to have you here and that you are kicking off your new year with us with some empowering conversation around birth, home birth, preconception, postpartum, parenthood, you know, it's all welcome here. It's really all about being in the spirit of feeling confident, feeling prepared, feeling excited about these phases and these seasons and experiences of life. And we're here for you. We're here to share these stories. We're here to bring the real, the raw, the authentic journey of it all. So to celebrate the beginning of a new year, we're going to hearken back to a previous year. We are going to share one of the top episodes of 2019 with you. We're really excited to share it with you, especially relevant if you relate to the experience of birth as a marathon. And if you are planning to run the marathon of birth in this next year, then listen up. It's a great time to set some intentions for that. Speaking of setting intentions, this doesn't get mentioned a whole lot on the show or in the community, but we have lives outside of doing it at home beyond parenting too. Myself and Matthew are balanced lifestyle coaches and I work primarily with women, mothers who are in any of the points of the spectrum from preconception through postpartum and into the years, the extended years of motherhood. And if you are interested in this new year for setting some powerful intentions, setting some goals in your life, having the support, the accountability, and the tools to really be your most powerful self in all aspects of your life, in motherhood, in marriage and relationships with friends, family, your work, your physical, mental, emotional, spiritual health. If you are interested in diving into that and would like support and would like to learn more about what it could look like to have that support, please reach out. You can connect with me. You can email me directly, hello at diahpodcast.com or go to our website, diahpodcast.com. There's a contact form there. Shoot us a message and let's have a conversation. Let's see how we can support you. All of the coaching is very much in alignment with the space here of doing it at home and everything that we're about here. And so it's really about using the village, using that support in your life. So again, if you are interested, reach out and make sure you are subscribed to this show. Make sure you are following us in all the necessary ways. If you leave a review, we greatly appreciate that and often read them on the show. And there are all sorts of fun ways to get your home birth swag, get the doing it at home book. Links to that are in the show notes. Okay, here we are 2022. Let's do this. Enjoy the episode and we'll catch you next week. 
I'm Sarah Bivens. And I'm Matthew Bivens. We had a home birth back in 2016. So we started a podcast about it. And then grew it into a birth brand to help future and current parents believe in their success with home birth. This is the place to hear home birth stories along with helpful resources and tips to feel empowered and supported in your birth journey. This is Doing It At Home. What's going on, beautiful people? (laughs) I'm Sarah. That was me channeling my inner Matthew Bivens because if you've ever listened to Matthew Bivens' podcast, which you should, by the way, it's called Having It All and it's amazing. That's usually how he does his intros. And I know that because I've listened to it both on the podcast and I hear it in my own house when I walk by the door and he's recording and I hear, what's going on, beautiful people? So if Matthew listens to this either in editing or later on, I love you, boo. (laughs) But this is Doing It At Home. So welcome, welcome, welcome to Doing It At Home. We're so thrilled to have you here. We love you. We appreciate you. And let's have some fun, shall we? Today's episode is Tools to Prepare You for Birth and Conversations for Love and Empowerment with Brooke Cates. Brooke is a repeat Doing It At Home guest. Our first conversation with her was... Back when, in episode 214, I can't even remember when that was, but it is episode 214, and that was where Brooke shared her birth story with us. And so bringing that experience combined with her role as founder and CEO of The Bloom Method, a pre- and postnatal fitness modality, we have a really awesome conversation focusing on a couple of really cool topics that I think are going to land powerfully and resonate with you depending on where you are at in your journey. And that could be preconception to postpartum. So before we get into that, just want to remind you of a couple of things. One, if you would be so kind, y'all, because we live down here in the South, y'all, if you would be so kind to hit that subscribe button on your device, whatever you are listening with, we would greatly appreciate that. Subscribe subscribe. I'm getting too caught up in my accents here. Subscribe, rate, and review if you would also be so kind because we really appreciate that and that helps in terms of getting the show out there, spreading the news, making sure other people find it and become aware of it. Also, reviews are helpful. How many reviews do you read before you buy certain products? They can be really helpful. So help the next person who comes across doing it at home in their podcast player and they're thinking, what's this about? What are these two people talking about? They can get some insight from you and some perspective. So thank you for doing that. Also, follow us on social media. Follow us on Instagram. Follow our Facebook. Join our private Facebook group full of so much love and community. It is ridiculous, and I love it so much, and I'm just makes me so happy to see all of that going on. Lots of oxytocin vibes. So the links to that are in the show notes. Also, you can check out all of our resources that we have on our website, from our books to our masterclasses, playlists, workbooks, things to help you in preparing for your home birth, because that is what we are all about here is home birth empowerment, getting you confident, excited, prepared, in the zone, not just physically, but mentally, emotionally, spiritually, even if that resonates with you. And we're here for it. So hashtag home birth empowerment. 
that is what we are about here. Okay, I'm going to stop being goofy and get into a couple of the details, things you can look forward to in our conversation with Brooke Cates. Some of the things that we chat about are the Bloom Method and how it is helpful in your journey of preconception to postpartum, both from a physical fitness modality, but also in that mental preparation and everything in between, really the transformation of birth and that quality to it. We talk about connecting with your body. We talk about movement and fitness and preparing for home birth and knowing your options and informed choice and informed consent. Those are some of the big things to look out for and look forward to in this conversation. Quick word from our sponsor, and then we will chat with Brooke Cates. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. Hi, Brooke. Welcome back to the podcast. How are you? I'm so well. How are you guys doing? We're awesome. Yeah, we're doing fantastic. And we are happy to have you here again on the show. So thank you for carving out the time to hang out with us, Brooke. Of course. Thanks for wanting to connect again and chat all things birth and anything else we decide to talk about. I'm so happy to be here with you guys. Yes. And it's been a minute. It's been a while. So yeah, <laughs> it's great. To, it's a lot fast. of life has happened. <laughs> yeah. I believe that the last time we connected, I was newly postpartum, like very newly postpartum. Mm-hmm. Um, and now I have an almost three-year-old. So it has Gosh. definitely been a while. Yeah, life has happened in those past three years. It certainly has. And I'm going to put a link for listeners if you'd like to go check out that first conversation where we do speak to Brooke about her home birth story. That's episode 214. And I'll put a link to that in the show notes so you can go ahead and check that out and get get more of Brooke and get the backstory on the all the home birth oxytocin and magic there, um, which I'm sure will come up. You know, there might be references to that because... I mean, your birth becomes a part of you, right? And then especially in the work that you do, right, Brooke, which we're going to get into in a second, I want you to expand on. But I mean, how has your birth become a part of you and then what you're doing with Bloom Method and everything? You know, that is such a great question. Um, I think the word that comes up for me is transformative. And of course, every woman can probably harness that word, right? When you think of your birth, no matter how your birth went, there was some level of transformative energy or travel that happened. Um, I would like to think so anyways. And for me, having my birth the way it went, and it wasn't completely smooth, but I did have a beautiful, incredible um, home birth. It was so transformative. And I am constantly, I know it's only been like two and a half, three years, but I constantly kind of go back 
to that moment and take something from that. So I look back and think I'm still learning and growing and expanding and transforming from my birth and then through now my almost three-year-old. Um, and it's, yeah, it's so beautiful. I've even recently thought I might have another baby, which I'm pretty sure in our, our first conversation, it was, we are one and done. Yeah. You guys talked about the same thing. And now you know, every time my little boy sees a baby and he goes, mama, Oh, do you want a baby? So that's a whole nother conversation. Cause I don't really think I want another baby. I've just been, I've been open to it. I think this past year and a half has hopefully taught all of us to just be more open and aware and to tune in and listen to ourselves and to others. So yeah, always my birth, just always motherhood in general, always shifting and changing and learning from it for sure. That's, that's so cool. And it is the the gift that keeps on giving to say that, to use that silly phrase, but there, there's a trickle to it. I mean, for some, a lot of that transformation that you described might come on the earlier end. You know, maybe it happens in the experience itself or in those first few weeks, but I know for me too, almost a five-year-old and there's still aspects of it that are showing up. You know, it's like this Mary Poppins bag of things that you discover about yourself. You're like, oh, there's that. I didn't know that was in there. It's really infinite in terms of how how long and how far out your birth can impact you. It can, I mean, it will impact you for the rest of your life. Absolutely. Yeah. For the for the good and the more challenging aspects mm-hmm. of it, right? Because I think when we talk about the ooey gooey goodness of birth, we also have to honor the fact that there in a lot of births, there does exist a even like a minute level of trauma. So yeah. so always making sure that we stop and and honor that as well and then move through that potential trauma because that opens up this whole other transformative space as well. So it, it's all beautiful, even in the more challenging spots. And I want to comment too, just on a sweet personal level, because you mentioned Levin, you know, seeing babies. Maya is obsessed with babies, like <laughs> obsessed with them. She sees them. She goes, oh, look at that cutie, like from across the room when we're out somewhere in public. And for some reason, it reminded me, I think this was you that I had this conversation with sometime back when about, and tell me if I'm off here, but like a friend of yours whose child, you know, they had they had explained birth to this child in a very beautiful way. And the child knew that it was like the seed that went in mommy. And wasn't there an instance where this, you know, friend had a child and was saying, you know, did you put your seed in mommy or something like that? Am I imagining this or did I yes. like, okay. No, you're, I, I believe I even know who the friends are, okay. but I'm not recalling the entirety of the story. We'll uh-huh. call that mom brain yeah. slash entrepreneur brain. Um, <laughs> but yes, that does sound familiar to me. So you're not totally off kilter. Okay. So then at all. I thought of that when not too long ago, Maya said to Matthew, she like looked at him in the face and then looked down at him and said, daddy, tell your penis to give mommy a baby girl. I oh, wow. This is literally yeah. what this child said. <laughs> and so it totally made me think back to that conversation you and I had about um, a young child saying, you know, did you put your seed in mommy or, you know, something like that. And I just thought, oh, yep. they are such fascinating little creatures. Yeah. <laughs> they are. They really are. And I, I will I will circle back around about this just to say that 
the best part of Levin being like, oh, mama, when he sees any type of little baby, and it's always a little baby, mm. and he points to his hand, he wants he what he's saying is he wants to hold the baby. So then I say, okay, Levin, do you want mommy and daddy to have a baby? And he'll say yes. And I'll say, okay, well, you know what that means? The baby sleeps with mommy and daddy. We still come sleep. The baby sleeps with mommy and daddy, and Levin gets his own room. Ah, uh, mama. Ah, uh, yeah. no, uh. <laughs> deal breaker. And I'm out. We'll stay one child. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. That's funny. <laughs> oh man. Okay, so getting back on track here a little bit, Brooke. Can you yeah. just kind of paint the scene for us of what you're up to in your daily life and what you've created and and how it is so intertwined with birth and how even if you do or don't have another baby, birth is very much a part of your life. Yeah, um, 100%. So I think we're on like nine or 10 years of the work that I do. Um, I am the CEO and founder of the Bloom Method, which is a pre and postnatal fitness and movement method designed ultimately to empower women at every stage of life, period. Um And I think the last time we talked, we had just recently within like four to six months um, launched our app and our online studio, which we were the first pre and postnatal online studio to ever exist. And what I mean by that is that we didn't have, we weren't a one size fits all join our, our program and you're going to follow the same path as every other woman. We actually launched a concept of a brick and mortar fitness studio that had multiple different ways that you could move your body. Now, fast forward, um, to two and a half years later, three years later, and we um, have evolved even more. We have even more ways to move your body. We've since launched boxing and bar and dance um, and various um, aspects of yoga. So we, we're just continuing to expand and evolve um, our app. I believe also last time we talked, I still had a brick and mortar fitness studio mm-hmm. in Boulder, Colorado, which I ended up closing about two years ago. Yeah, I think it's, I think it's been about two years ago because I just, when we launched the app, we were able to reach so many more women and I was able to really call in the type of life that I wanted for myself, for my child, my husband wanted. And then I could offer that same aspect of freedom, um, to all of my coaches that teach for us too, if we just were online. So that's where we've been for the past, um, three years is solely online and, um, yeah, we're doing it. We have some really cool partnerships in the works. Um, and we're about to do a really cool thing with motherly. Mm -hmm. Um, if you guys are familiar with motherly and some classes that they're going to be launching on their end and, um, yeah, we're just, I'm just out in the world doing cool stuff right now. I'm really out in the world because I'm fully nomadic with my husband and, um, my almost three-year-old little boy. And we are traveling to different States and different towns, basically that we think we may want to call home, um, spending some time there, uh, and potentially, you know, circling it or Xing it off and moving along and we'll hopefully settle down in the next six months to a year. So that's, that's kind of where I am right now. I take it. That's very cool. So one thing that I love about the Bloom Method is you described it, you know, all the stages. So, and if you look at the website, if you look at the Bloom Method's website, you know, women trying to conceive, relevant, expectant, relevant, postpartum, relevant, you know? So I just love how 
there's a there's a place for you wherever you're at. Yeah, thanks. I um you know the preconception part is is something that I I still think I'm I'm I don't want to say I'm waiting. I'm not much of a waiter. I'm more of a like wake people up. This is what we got to do. I'm here to help support you kind of person. So I do a lot of trying to get women to understand the power of tuning into your bodies um, in a certain way. So shifting the narrative just a little bit, shifting the way that you connect into your body from a, a movement space in the preconception realm. I myself created this methodology based on hundreds of one-on-one -on -one clients that I was working with um, during the pregnancy and postpartum period. And I myself was moving through all of this and learning from my clients so much while I was preconception. Mm. Um, I created this method and did have done this work for seven years before getting pregnant. And so I can speak really well to the power of um, implementing aspects of, of this method and shifting the way that I move to ultimately just feel more empowered during pregnancy against any injuries or even discomforts that we're told are normal and just expect them because you're having a baby. I don't really vibe with that stuff. I'm like, no, I'm not going to have back pain actually. And I'm going to show you why you don't have to have something as simple as back pain during pregnancy. Um, so it was just really empowering to me. And I just want to help more women understand that pregnancy doesn't have to be this period where you're terrified of being injured. You're terrified of just being uncomfortable and miserable. And then you have this really terrifying experience called birth. And then you have postpartum and there's this 14, you know, 14, um, foot or whatever I'm trying to say, a 14 or mountain to climb mm -hmm. to reclaim yourself postpartum. Because I feel that what I quickly just laid out is a very common mainstream narrative Pregnancy is miserable. Mm. Birth is painful and scary and can have all of these things that go wrong. And postpartum is just really depressing and hard. And while there may be slivers of all of that embedded in the journey at the Bloom Method and at the heart and foundation of why I do and my coaches do what we do is because we believe that pregnancy birth, postpartum, ultimately motherhood is the most transformative journey and experience that anyone on this planet gets. So why not harness the power behind that? And instead of being, you know, miserable and in pain during pregnancy and scared of your birth and depressed and feeling disconnected to yourself postpartum, we learn from these experiences and we harness that beautiful goddess energy that we have that even allows us to carry and give life and take care of life and nurture life and step into each one of these stages, feeling the strongest and most capable and most glowing versions of ourself ever. So we, we, we come from a movement perspective at Bloom because we really believe in that. And we believe that when we connect into our bodies from a movement perspective, um, and adopt certain techniques and ways to connect in that it can make everything more mild from this like uh, painful, scary, fearful situation or narrative. But it's all just about embracing the journey and and 
um, kind of allowing that empowerment that exists within each of us to just explode. And we lead with that versus everything else. So Brooke, as I'm hearing you share, you know, Sarah and I absolutely connect with what you're talking about in the transformative experience of, of pregnancy, birth, postpartum, motherhood. And a lot of your language is, is language that we, mm-hmm. that we you know, use. And so I get that. And what I am curious about is how do you help the person who isn't there in their language and conversation and, and their story? You know, their story is, as you mentioned, that birth is miserable or just uncomfortable or is, is full of all these, these scary things and challenges and pregnancy is not fun. Where do you begin to help them shift that internal conversation and create a different story so that they can ultimately have a different experience? Yeah, such a great question. Um, we, I would say that from a Bloom Method perspective, it's about giving them the tool for their toolbox, right? Mm-hmm. So this was something that I learned working with women one-on-one. And it's why I tell people so much that in today's world, make sure that you're trusting people in the birth world, whether it's, let's just stay on track and say it's in the fitness realm. Make sure that these people who are telling you what to do and what not to do from a movement perspective during pregnancy and postpartum, that they've actually had their hands on other pregnant and postpartum women. Because we're seeing a lot people who get pregnant and they're like, oh, but I love fitness. I'm so good at it. So now I'm going to teach everyone else how to be pregnant and still exercise. And what I learned from the women that I worked with for the first four to seven years of my career, one-on-one in a gym with the varying issues that they would show up with, the varying fears. So Matthew, like you said a second ago, you know, when someone shows up and and says, well, I'm terrified of getting diastasis. Every woman I know says that they've had diastasis. Um, and I'm just going to kind of like um, say some things that I've heard. So I'm not saying that this is something that I believe. I'm prefacing this. Mm-hmm. These are things that I've heard from women. Um, I love wearing a two-piece bathing suit and none of my mom friends, they all wear one pieces because they don't like their stomachs. I'm terrified of birth. Everyone I know had an epidural. They say I'm stupid for not wanting an epidural, that it's the most painful thing they've ever been through. And so the, the stories are just bombarded at them, right? And so they are full of fear regardless of what that is. I'm scared I'm going to pee my pants if I want to jump on a trampoline with my child. So I come at it with, well, here's some tools. What if I gave you a tool that right now you can implement and I can guarantee you that it will ease or lessen the chance of you getting X, Y, and Z, or I'm going to give you a tool as simple as diaphragmatic breath. And I'm going to teach you how to implement it in various ways during your daily life. And then you're going to come in and see me, or you're going to go onto our app current day, and you're going to apply these foundational techniques that I'm teaching you to a class that we have that's called birth prep. And it is literally a fitness class that fuses the idea of let's take the mainstream narrative of pain and the ability for you to have a tool in your toolbox, like your breath work, the ability to soften, the ability to utilize your mind, to tell your body, everything is good. 
it's getting harder. I'm being pushed to my edge, but I was made to do this. My body is capable of this. My baby and I are dancing together for the first time ever to bring my baby earthside. So really filling these women with tools and then new ways of thinking. And then they get to bring it into this practical way of actually practicing it. And then I just kind of sit back, um, to be honest, because I know what's going to happen and what always happens. I We hear, of course, less about this now because we're a global app, but we still have women who will take the time to email us and, and share their gratitude. And a lot of times I hear something like this, Matthew. I had no idea when I signed up for your method or for your app, or even back when I had clients, I had no idea when I scheduled and brought you on as a personal trainer that what you would teach me would be so profound. And most of the time it is, yes, I, I got checked by my midwife. I do not have diastasis. Woo clap for me. That's great. And if that was something that was important to them, incredible, I'm there to clap with them and cheer them on. But the most, the, the thing that I get most, um, like heart swells around is the birth and being able to be a fitness modality and to have hundreds of women tell me personally that they were terrified of birth and they did not truly believe that diaphragmatic breath, that being able to lengthen their pelvic floor, but contract their TVA to help their body push their baby out, to be able to ride the waves, these birth prep classes that they did, they did them and they were hard and they were great fitness classes, but they never realized how impactful they would be during their birth. I have D1 athletes email us. I have Ironman winners email us telling us that if it were not for our language, our ability to empower women and the way that we teach movement and connection to body, they don't believe that they would have been able to have the birth that they wanted to have. And that is incredible. So when I think about your question and I think about the work that I do and the, I guess the feedback that I've heard over the years, it would be that I just show up. I just show up with tools knowing the science, I I guess, behind these tools and what they will give the individual in protection of her body or in preparation for her birth. And I just let the body and and the beauty of, of the connectedness happen. And it does. And when the women are tuned into that, they're, they're changed and they, and they witness the shift within themselves. So then they live it right. Then, then it's more of their story shifts because maybe the first pregnancy they had all these concerns, but then they found this self-empowerment. They found that I can do this attitude. And then, so their story changes when they talk to other women or their second or third or fourth babies, their, their mindset shifts. So that's how I I would answer that question is that I just give them the tools and then the beauty of what is real just unwinds. I think that's, that's, um, that's awesome. And I like the, um, like the requirements on both ends, you know, you show up to the party with the tools, with your language, with your, you know, the support in the community to be able to, to empower these individuals. And then they need to show up as well with, you know, the intention to, to, take on these tools to apply them and to continue to to learn and get the feedback and you know 
I feel like that's such a, a a big part. Like this, these types of things are available to everybody, and I don't necessarily mean available in the sense that you know your app can reach you know, the masses. But what I'm saying is the ability to get over that hump that you're experiencing right now, to get over whatever that big blockage is, the thing that that giant fear, you know, that's keeping people to to you know not trust in themselves, not believe in their bodies, not believe that they can create the successful outcome that they desire. For any person is able to, I believe, get over that. And what you're sharing is you have a process that's backed by all of the 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 hundreds of thousands of people that you've walked through this process and your own experience and the hours and hours and hours you've put into this. There's a process that you can offer to help people to ultimately, you know, tap inward, become the version of themselves that they that they you know want to become to have the experience they want. So. I like how well you just broke all of that down um, to be able to offer that. I dig it. Yeah, you know, I would just add to that too, um, that I think it's also, it's just like meeting another human heart to heart connection to connection as well. Because, you know, we're going to, my app, while the workouts are going to be challenging and we are all about, you know, challenging workouts. We, we wanted, I wanted to break that stigma of pre and postnatal fitness being easy. Um, of course, in the beginner sense, there need, it needs to be easier. You're not going to get the methodology. You're not going to be able to implement the foundations correctly. And then when it gets to the advanced classes, you're not going to be able to make the most out of those workouts and get the best results, whatever your desired results are. But there is, so so there is this very mainstream fitness aspect to what we give our moms, 100%. But I'm going to use Peloton as an example, just because everyone loves Peloton. And I think Peloton's great. But we, I try to explain that we are going to be very different than a woman who is used to doing Peloton. And then she comes to us because we're teaching them something different. It's you, I tell people all the time, look, if you're coming here just to sweat and squat and and get a six pack after baby, we'll, we'll help you do that. But it's not going to be like Peloton, for example. We're not going to talk to you the way the instructors at Peloton talk to you because I'm trying and my coaches to some level, depending on what classes you're taking and when, we're trying to get to your heart space. I can't help you release fear around a diastasis or even healing a diastasis or a pelvic floor prolapse or having your baby. I can't help you release that and move through that if all I'm doing is trying to get you to sit lower and squat harder and pick up a heavier weight. So there is this shift of energy with the bloom method. We really are trying to understand and speak to the heart of a mama um, or a heart of an almost mama if she's trying to get pregnant. Um, and so I just wanted to touch on that because I think that that is important, that it is, it's a part of that language, a part of the movement connection and reminding women that at the end of all of this, we are we are just humans connecting with one another and helping each other where the other one wants to show up. Like you said, I can't do all the work. If people are just expecting to get these grandioso results from our app, but they don't show up 
to actually understand and implement the foundations that make the method. And they come onto the app day one and do a boxing class and they're confused with some of our cueing with the core and pelvic floor. How am I supposed to help them when they've chosen to ignore the foundational piece of what makes the method the method? So, so yes, they have to show up for the work, but we are here as a team to always try to meet our moms because that's who we work with where we believe moms need to be met and where we feel that the narrative needs to be shifted to ultimately help the empowerment of the individual rise up. Well, it's a great mirror for life, you know, being able to, to, to show up, surrender to the process because a lot of things simply require a process and, and go deep and not just dance on the surface. You know, it's, you show up for one boxing class and, you know, you do a couple of things and then, all of a sudden you're frustrated that things went a certain way in, in your pregnancy or in your birth, that type of thing might show up in life as well. You know, wanting a different uh, type of relationship and not being, you know, willing to really go in and do the deep work and, and surrender to those processes. So I think the way that it mirrors is is beautiful and it makes sense. Yeah. Isn't that the beauty of life though? How that often, that often happens. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> learn so much if we just step back and take a moment to observe. So yeah, I love that. Well, let's take a moment to observe. I love that. Let's take a quick break. And when we come back, we'll keep chatting. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, so let's kind of switch gears a little bit here. I want to take a turn into a slightly different topic, but I'm thinking about for the listener who the last year, you know, has been very interesting and presented a lot of interesting challenges. And, you know, we've talked about fears. We've talked about hesitations. We've talked about narratives that don't really serve. I mean, there's been a lot of those (laughs) swirling around, I feel like, especially in the pregnancy and birth realm. And, you know, with a specifically home birth intentioned mindset here, because that's, you know, what we're about here and you having had a home birth, Brooke, I'm just curious if you could share some thoughts with us on the, you know, in that spectrum, maybe you're in the preconception, maybe you're pregnant within the past year, maybe you're newly postpartum coming out of a year like last year, and just how we can kind of navigate some of that stuff, like some of some of those narratives around a lot of things around birth have shifted, you know, whether that's the the energy we hold for it, the space we have around it, where people are choosing to do it. And I was just curious if you would be open to share some of your thoughts on that. Absolutely. Yeah. So I want to start by prefacing that I am a 
firm believer in that all women should birth where they feel the most comfortable. And that includes their partners too. Um, But I do think that this past year and a half has brought up um, some shifts in that comfort. It's made um, some women who maybe would absolutely never birth anywhere other than a hospital um, rethink, do I feel comfortable birthing in a hospital? I mean, you know, I guess it has it been a little over a year when all of this craziness started coming down the pipeline. Um, no one was allowed in the birthing room. And I remember that was such a trigger to me um, that, wait, are you kidding me? Like, first of all, don't even get me started on why so many of the things that happen um, in a normal birth, like lying on your back to birth your baby, even happens right now. And Matthew, I, you know, I have said this before, I think in our last talk, we talked about how you and my husband, Pete, are are not part of this, um, this male dominance thing that I'm about to mention, but it's, you know, there is a history of childbirth where, where male doctors kind of took over the birthing institution and pushed midwives out of the way. If anyone is listening and they're going, this woman's crazy. What is she talking about? You can pick up a book and read this. This is legit history. Um, I'm not just making this up. So when I think about what happened at the beginning of all of this, where women were forced And that is a harsh word for some people. But when you are told that you are delivering in this room and no one can come in, that is that is being forced. That is not your freedom of choice. That is being forced to do something that you are probably uncomfortable with, because I don't know any woman who was comfortable just birthing for the first time, especially without her partner or her mother or her best friend or whoever Mm -hmm. she deemed to be that level of comfort for her. So that was removed in the beginning. And when, and eventually they kind of loosened on that in most places, which made me feel a lot more comfortable. Um, But even to this day, I think current day, we, women are still birthing and being required to wear masks. Maybe required is a word that some people like better than forced, but they're basically the same. Um, Required to wear a mask. Her partner is required to wear a mask. And, you know, again, I want to say that if women and, and, and families feel okay with that, there is, they literally can sit by themselves and go, I have no qualms with wearing a mask, my partner wearing a mask, you know, with maybe being isolated. I have to stay in the hospital a certain amount of time. No one can visit us, et cetera, et cetera. Then they can own that and they can, they can walk that path. And that, that is freedom for them to be able to make that choice and not have judgment on other people, but, or from other people. But when, when women are not comfortable with that and feel that they don't have the options that's when I get really uncomfortable as a birth worker in the work that I do with ultimately empowering women during this stage of their life is that I just want women to be able to make informed decisions. And that means that their partner gets to be on that journey with them. So this isn't just a woman's decision to make because she's having the baby. Her and her partner are having this baby together. They are creating this life with an expanding their family we need more resources for families to be able to make decisions that feel best for them. And that means educating them properly on, okay, well, at a birth center, your birth could look like this right now versus at the hospital. 
And then you can weigh those two options. And then there's still the home birth option. And at a home birth, this is what it can look like. Because if we talk about how messy it is right now, I mean, I know women who birthed at homes where the midwives refused to not wear a mask. So they are wearing, the midwives are wearing a mask. I know women who fired their midwives because the midwives were wearing masks to the appointments. And the midwife said, I do not want you delivering my child wearing a mask. I'm, I'm very uncomfortable with my baby being welcomed into this world by someone whose face that they cannot see. Um, and of course you can go down the, the hole with like, what can your baby actually see in that moment? But um, so it's kind of all over the place. And I think at the end of the day, women just need options and they need to be educated fully. So when I talk about that, I'm saying, I think the, the foundation of this would be conversation, right? Mm-hmm. We need to be, I know that the past year has felt like the opposite. We've been very disconnected from, from humans and we need to realize that that is the worst thing that is so detrimental to our species and our existence and happiness on this planet. We need to be coming together and having conversations, as many conversations as possible. So as much as I want women to feel safe with their OBGYN, if that is who they choose to see during their pregnancy and birth, have conversations about what birth looks like and where you can birth with other people than just your OBGYN. Have that conversation with your best friend, with your friend's friend, with some woman you don't know that you're sitting beside and you notice that she has a baby. If she's open to talking to you about that while you guys sip tea or coffee, do it. We need to have these conversations to give us the the ability to make that informed decision on our own and to not feel like we have all of these voices coming at us. I mean, it makes me think, you know, again, life, life things, right, Matthew, but it makes me think about when, when, when people get married sometimes and how this was not my story, but I can, I've heard it a lot. People get married and they're like, Oh, well, I have to have 250 guests because my parents want my wedding to be the certain way. And my in-laws want to invite all of these people. And I'm thinking, wait, whose wedding, (laughs) whose wedding is this? But that happens more often than not. And I think it can happen in birth too, where, you know, Mm -hmm. well, my mom wants this, or my in-laws are really upset because we're not circumcising our baby. And my, you know, And it's so we hear all of these voices just coming at us versus us choosing to have conversations and create boundaries, right? When we open up a conversation, we need to be brazen enough as women who are owning our own experience to say, well, wait, I actually, this conversation isn't going the way that I thought it was going to go, or I wanted it to go. I don't like the way that It's making me feel because maybe the story, the projection that you're getting is starting to fill you with fear or some other emotion that doesn't feel good. You need to be brave enough to say, thank you so much for sharing. I'm I'm honored, but let's, let's talk about something else. So we just need to be more protective and have more conversations so that ultimately we can make the choice that's right for us. Um, We could talk all day about my opinions on birthing in a hospital and how I told you guys at the beginning of this call that 
I have this inkling that maybe I want to try to have another baby. And one of my fears is that if something didn't go right at the home birth, I am far more terrified to be in a hospital right now, but that doesn't matter. And if someone is looking to be empowered and going into their hospital birth, feeling empowered, they don't need to hear my story because it's not going to help them. It may give them some raw, honest truth, but if they're not ready to look at that truth and then re-examine, then what's the point? So I think it just comes back to, is that individual even open? You know, we have, we have this beautiful ability, like Matthew said, we, we have to show up too, but if we don't show up in the ability to want to transform a potential fear that we have, then we're not really showing up. We can still show up to the birth and have the baby and everyone's healthy and happy. But does that make sense? How I'm saying like the conversations need to be had, but if you're kind of a, I'm a non-negotiable, I'm only having my, my birth at a hospital, no matter what. And I'm just going to go in it fearful and wish for the best. Well, then no one can really help that because you have to be willing to show up and say, I'm actually going to seek out conversations and connection with people because I know that this is a fear of mine, but I'm also a little fearful because of narratives that have been told to me about home birthing, but something keeps pulling me. I want to know more about home birth. So when you want to know more and you want to shift the current state that you may be in then we deserve to, to be able to make those informed decisions. Mm. And, and right now, unfortunately, I, I think across a lot of narratives, not just birth, we are, the choice doesn't feel there like it's there. I mean, some of us know it's there, mm-hmm. but for a lot of people, the choice doesn't feel like it's there. Things are being censored. We're only told certain information. Just like if you ask your OB for advice, your OB is going to give you the, the advice based on their expertise, their experience, just like my advice is going to be based on my experience and my, you know, what brought me joy. So having conversations with multiple people is, is really just what's going to be, what's going to be best. If you want to change the trajectory of, of, of where your birth is headed is kind of the way I would, it was a very long winded way to say it, but I feel that right now, these times are just really challenging and it's really tough to navigate a lot of what is coming up for people. And the last, the last thing that people need is to be told that what ultimately feels good to them, even if there is a little bit of doubt, if what feels good to them is wrong, that is not what people need right now. People need to be held and, and, and supported right now, but to know that there's a door over here that has lots of options in it, mm. but you have to open it. We that's, can't open it for you. Yeah. That's really well put. You hit on something broken in what you were sharing that is really at the heart of what we're doing with this podcast. And that's empowerment, mm. you know, helping people to tap into that feeling of confidence, to feel more educated, more knowledgeable, to have the ability and the means to make decisions for themselves. And, to me, that's connected with this idea and the philosophy behind hypnobirthing. And I've talked about it a lot because it really impacted me when we went through that course, this idea of the bubble. And within that bubble that the pregnant person is going through, the birthing person is going through, you only want to let loving, uplifting, healing, energy, conversation, things, people, ideas into that bubble. And 
when you were talking, I was getting that in this image, this big contrast between love and fear. And that, you know, when people are presented with, you know, pretty much no options, a lot of that energy behind it, it feels like precaution and safety and this and that. There's a lot of fear behind that. And I think one thing for people to take away from, from our conversation in this segment of, of our podcast is just to be thinking about the impact and the ripples that happen when we make those decisions from a fearful place. Mm. Because I, I really believe that when an individual is empowered and they are educated and they're knowledgeable and they feel confident, and then they make a decision, like that's amazing. Again, like you said, whatever the decision is, if it's to birth in a hospital, if it's to birth at home, if it's to circumcise, if it's to not circumcise, if it's to have a vaccine or no vaccine, if you feel empowered and, and you feel like that decision is coming from a place of you know, love for you, that to me is what I'm, I'm absolutely playing for and what we're playing for here in the podcast. And you know, to your point, Brooke, it feels like and it, it looks like the optics are a lot of that has not been what's been going on in the last year plus. And, you know, it, it sort of, that's going to play out down the road in terms of some of the, the ripple effects from that as well. Uh, but just, I, f- I feel getting back to this concept of empowerment and what, it, what is required for somebody to feel knowledgeable and confident and have the ability and the means to make those decisions for themselves. I think that's a, a great thing for people to be uh, reflecting on personally and asking themselves as individuals. Absolutely. I mean, fear is one of the lowest states of consciousness that exists. Yes. Mm-hmm. yes. And how, how remarkable, uh, you know, if you can look at it that way, that we are being totally bombarded with fear narrative after fear narrative. And how many of us can rise above that and say, I'm not even going to pay attention to you anymore. You know, a lot of it, that that's how we shift the fear is that I'm not going to give into it. I'm going to rise above it. And eventually the more of us that say that over and over and over again and live that and honor it, the fear doesn't exist anymore. And, and then we've completely, could we, could we imagine a, a, a place where we've wiped fear off of the planet? I mean, that's probably really hard, especially right now for a lot of people to think about, but I believe it's possible And I think we can do that with birth and pregnancy as well. We can do it with every aspect of our life, Um, move through the fear and completely disintegrate it, get it out of your life. Because when we talk about empowerment, the, the opposite of empowerment is disempowerment. And if you were to compare the two, there's a lot of fear and disempowerment and probably not much fear at all, if any, in someone who feels empowered. And that's in everything in life. Yeah, I mean, just the energy of love, it, it is so much more powerful and, and you know, it can, it can move mountains, right? And so, you know, I think, again, just getting back to that, that idea and bringing it back to love, it, you know, you can bring things down to those two levels, or those, those two concepts, love and fear. Um, and that's what we, that's the space that we hold, you know, here in this podcast. And I, I, I really get and see that that's the space that you hold as well, Brooke, and just helping people to come from that space. And I think it creates a lot more peace with those decisions and a lot more joy and a lot more community and, you know, more conversation, like you were saying. And uh, so, yeah, it's it's a beautiful thing. And I, I love having conversations like this because it helps me to explore and examine that for myself. 
And I know that it gets people who are listening, gets them thinking about it as well. Yeah, I hope so, right? Um, just keep having conversations like this and we can all keep listening to one another and, and listening to ourselves and that that inner knowing, that inner knowing um, in all of us exists in love. It does not exist in fear. Yes. So when we can t- tap into that, you know, it's um, it's even easier for us to disintegrate the fear. Um, and I actually, I want to leave um, your listeners with something that I've never done before, but um, I'm going to call this a gift from the universe because it really is. I um, I don't know if you guys are familiar with Abraham Hicks. We are. Yes, we are. <laughs> Very so, much. Um, I have some Law of Attraction Abraham Hicks cards that I bought a while back and pulled out of one of my bags the other day and pulled a couple of cards and I'm sitting here at the desk and I'm, I look over and the two cards that I picked um, were still laying beside the full deck. And on the top of the deck, looking at me, um, is a card that has a baby on it. And it says the child is, and I just want to, I think this is a note from the universe, a little gift. Um, and I'm going to leave you guys with a little gift from the universe to close out our, <laughs> our talk. And so on the front of the card um, is clearly an adult bending down to pick up a baby. And the the adult is sized much bigger, like almost like they've, you know, exemplified the size of the adult. And it says, our little babies are also thinking beings. And the card says, the child is thinking on the day it enters your environment. And so beliefs are easily transmitted from adults to children. The child is vibrationally receiving your fears and your beliefs, even without your spoken word. So give thought only to that which you want, and your child will receive from you only the vibration of those wanted thoughts. Woo! We love that. That's beautiful. Prayer hand emoji. (laughs) We give a little love to the universe for bringing it home. Yes. And reminding everyone listening that whether it's during pregnancy, even pre-pregnancy and during birth. And as we hold our babies for as old as they get, my little boy, I'm going to hold him until he's like 30. I'm going to be that weird mom. (laughs) Uh, And I think that's what happens when you only have one kid. You're like awkwardly obsessed with them or something. I don't know. Um, But just that our thoughts are vibrations. Mm -hmm. And Abraham Hicks talks about that a lot, of course. But they are. And in this day and time when we're trying to resist fear and just cover ourselves in love, we have to think those thoughts too, because those thoughts are a vibration to our children and to everyone we are, we are in, you know, encountering. So. Mm. Thank you for sharing that. Thank you for everything that you've shared today. I'm going to include a bunch of links in this episode description, including our previous conversation, ways to connect with you, ways to connect with the Bloom Method. Brooke Cates, I appreciate you. I look forward to many more of our conversations. Thank you, Brooke. Thank you, guys. I appreciate both of you so much and what you do. I love this podcast. I love your message. Thank you for having me. Quick note about the Doing It at Home podcast. Matthew and I are not doctors or medical professionals, and nothing we say should be taken as medical advice or opinion. If you have medical or health-related questions, please take them to a trained professional. We're here simply to entertain you with stories and conversations about pregnancy, birth, and parenthood. 
Does your father know you're listening to this podcast? Well, when you're done, why don't you stop by and check out a show that is 100% dad-approved, Dadages. Hi there, I'm Chad Higgins. If you're looking for useful insights and practical advice you can actually apply to work, family, education, philanthropy, and just life in general, check out Dadages. That's D-A-D-A-G-E-S, wherever you listen to your podcasts.